1: a children's bible journey with stories and songs just for kids we have a dramatized bible story coming up but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome god
0: now you may be able to tame a bucking bronco or a wildcat but you just can't tame a tongue If your tongue is always getting you into trouble, saying things that shouldn't be said, here's something you can do.
2: Psalm 34, verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your
3: lips from speaking lies. Keep your tongue from evil. Keep your tongue.
0: We sing it again.
3: Keep the tongue for me, well, keep the tongue. Keep the tongue for me, well, keep the tongue. And the look for speaking words. Keep the tongue for me, well, keep the tongue.
1: Can I look on my tongue now? I've got an idea. Let's play a guessing game. I'll sing some clues about an animal and you see if you can guess what animal I'm singing about. a great way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound.
3: And so, O Lord God of Israel, bless Solomon and give unto him a perfect heart to keep thy commandments, thy statutes, and to do all these things even to the building of a temple unto thee, for which I have written complete plans and gathered provisions, and give the people of Israel the desire and willingness to bow down and... Scribe? Yes, your majesty. My son Solomon is already king in my stead. When I was ill and about to die... "'At least that's what the physicians thought. "'I abdicated in his favor, and he was anointed king. "'But I survived, and I've been considered king, "'even though I did abdicate, and Solomon was anointed and crowned. "'Now, for the second time, I want Solomon anointed and crowned "'so the people will accept him as their king. "'This I want done with a great feast and celebration.' So I command you, proclaim a day of coronation and anointing followed by a feast and great gladness. With this
4: oil, I now anoint thee, Solomon, son of David, king, king of Israel. princes of Israel, the mighty men, all the sons of David thy father, and the people of Israel do this day submit themselves unto thee, Solomon, king of Israel, and swear allegiance to thee to do thy bidding. May the Lord God of Israel and of Abraham and Isaac bless thee and prosper thee forever and ever.
2: And how is David, my lord and husband, this bright morning?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm getting old and very weak, Bathsheba, my dear. Soon I shall go to my resting place, back to the dust of the earth from which I was made. <laughs> very soon.
2: No, no, my dear. You have many days of happiness yet before you.
3: I have lived a long life, Bathsheba, my queen. I have lived a happy though oft times troubled and war-torn life. I have sinned, many times have I sinned against the loving God who created me and gave me honor and glory and power. But he has forgiven me freely. and The same God shall bestow upon Solomon, our son, such royal majesty and honor as has not been on any king before him in Israel. Our son, Bathsheba
2: The son of our love, David
3: Hand me my harp
2: You're not strong enough to play it, my dear
3: I wish to be taken Into the keeping of the Lord, my God While singing praises to his name Please hand me the harp All right Set it here before me Yes, my love. Bless the Lord, O my soul. For he has not dealt with me according to my sins. Nor according to my iniquities, like as a father pitieth his children, the Lord pitieth me. He has.
5: David, the son of Jesse, died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Come forward. Long live the king. You took care of Israel's internal affairs under my father? Yes, Your Majesty. You did a very good job of it. Thank you, Your Majesty. I shall not change the internal policies of my father. First of all, as the new king... I want to establish internal security. With this in mind, you must remind the people to worship and obey God's precepts. Encourage them to make proper sacrifices. And offer them every opportunity to walk in the ways of righteousness. Yes, Your Majesty. I realize that God ruleth over all. I am merely his representative before Israel, his people. I want God's people to live peacefully, happily. Peace cometh from within. Freedom cometh with obedience to the law. Happiness is the result of these things. My king is a very wise and just ruler. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I shall remember my sovereign.
3: And the people of Israel returned
5: under the worship of the Lord their God,
4: and made sacrifices in the high places. Forgive us, O God, our many transgressions.
2: Forgive us, O God, our many transgressions.
4: Lead us into the paths of righteousness. Lead us into the paths of righteousness. Give us the strength to yield our hearts and obey thy precepts. Give us the strength to yield our hearts and obey thy precepts.
5: And all the congregation of Israel was blessed by the Lord and magnified exceedingly. I sent for you because I wish you to go to Egypt on a special mission. Yes, Your Majesty. There is unity and strength in Israel now, such as has not been known since the days of Moses and Aaron. We must take steps to secure the peace and cooperation of the nations around about. Oh, I agree with his majesty. The nations of Assyria and Babylon are especially weak at this time. So is Egypt. And the once powerful Hittites are no longer even a nation. It is a perfect time, Your Majesty, for the establishment of a strong Israel. A strong and unbreakable alliance with Egypt... ...would give Israel undisputed leadership of the world. It would afford the opportunity for me to build the temple unto God... ...as planned by David, my father. I shall also build myself a palace, a palace nearer to the temple... Than this fortress palace is. His Majesty wishes me to uh, negotiate this alliance with Egypt. Huh? You will handle the details. You will go to Egypt, see the Pharaoh, and arrange for a marriage between one of his daughters and myself. Oh, I shall go at once, Your Majesty. Uh, any other instructions, Sire? <laughs> well, just see that she is as young and beautiful as possible. Oh, yes, Your Majesty. <laughs> And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom. And the Lord his God blessed him exceedingly in the sight of all Israel and in the sight of all the nations round about.
1: We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. 0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Hey, take it easy, Carlos. That's easy for you to say. You don't just get clobbered by Vernon, the biggest bully on the soccer team. He does remind me of a dump truck. Yeah, well, that dump truck just knocked me flat when the ref wasn't looking. I ought to- You ought to what? He's bigger and stronger than you. You could punch him all day long and he just keeps eating. Face it, you're David and he's the giant. Great, where's my sling? Carlos, I have an idea. Why don't we pray instead? Pray? Now? I'm too mad. Exactly. Didn't our teacher in Bible class tell us that praying is a good thing to do even when we're mad? Our Bible teacher never met Vernon. Well, maybe not, but I'm sure he's run into some pretty mean people. We don't see him going around punching everybody out. So, how's praying going to help? I don't know. It's a lot safer. Besides, God can do stuff we can't. Let him deal with Vernon. Yeah, right. He'll probably try to love him and change him into a good person. And that's a bad thing? Okay, that's a good thing. I'll let God handle Vernon. But if that bully ever gets all kind and loving and tries to hug me, I'm out of (laughs) here. You never know. God can do some pretty amazing things, I hear. Look, there he goes again, knocking down more fourth graders. Looks like God's got his work cut out for him. I think he's up to it. Besides, praying is more fun than getting clobbered by a bully.
5: Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
1: yeah hmm.
6: I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 9, Into the Storm Chris whistled his surprise. That's some code. Where does he come up with all of this? Willie was silent for a minute. It looks hard, but I have an idea. He looked down at his keyboard. I never told you how I solved the last code, did I? Before Chris could answer, Willie heard a knock and someone shout from the front room. Hey, anybody home? It was Maria. Go away, Chris yelled. Come on in, Maria, Willie said. Is everyone else back too? No, just me. Dee Dee's mom picked her up. And I told mom to meet us over here. She looked at the boys, then at the computer. What's going on? I was just about to explain how I figured out the last code, Willie said. It was totally different from the number codes from before. So I just looked at the letters and other marks on the computer keyboard until it came to me. What if he was just a bad typist? What if his fingers were off one key? So I tried moving my fingers over one key to the right. Presto, the message came. Maria looked at the computer screen. And now you have another message. This one doesn't look like it's the same. No, but I think he used the keyboard to make this one, too. Willie looked at the screen and then at the keyboard. Then he looked back at the screen. The code is made up of numbers and other keyboard marks, Willie said. The numbers run along the top of the keyboard. And the other marks run along the side, Maria almost shouted. Willie, you're a genius. I still don't get it, Chris said. Maria grabbed his arm and dragged him over to the calendar. What date is the third Tuesday in July this year? Chris reached over and flipped the calendar to July. It's the 19th. Why? How did you figure that out? She asked. I just ran my eyes across the top to find Tuesday, then ran them down three spaces to the 19th. Oh, now I get it. Maria and Chris came back to Willie. He was almost done decoding the message. Finally, they all read, you will find Coco in the old garage down the street. The old garage, Willie shouted. That's just three blocks away. Let's go. Wait a minute, Maria said. Shouldn't we wait for the others? As she spoke, thunder rolled outside the house. We can't wait, Willie pleaded. Coco is waiting for me. Willie's right, Chris said. If you're scared, you can wait here. I'm not scared, Maria said. I'm just not stupid. She watched as the boys headed for the door, then shouted after them. Wait for me. Someone's got to take care of you, too. It wasn't supposed to be dark for several hours, but thunderclouds hid the sun and it seemed like dusk. The rain made Maria pause to zip up her coat. Chris was a good runner, but he was having a hard time keeping up with Willie, who had already reached the first corner and was crossing the street to the second block. By the time they reached the old closed gas station, the rain had turned into a downpour. Willie reached the large doors just ahead of Chris. Maria got there half a minute later. Is this the garage? Maria asked. Willie nodded. That's what everyone calls it. He tugged and tugged on the heavy door. It's locked, he said. A clap of thunder almost drowned out his voice. Let's try the side door, Maria shouted. Willie followed them around the corner, pushing his wheelchair through the new thick mud. One wheel sank when he pushed as hard as he could. He almost fell out. Help me, Chris, he shouted. Chris ran back, and together they made it through the mud and onto the sidewalk. Over here, Maria shouted. She held the knob to another door on the side of the building. As Chris and Willie came up to the door, Willie heard something. "'Quiet!' he shouted. Then they all heard it. Something was scratching from the inside. "'Roof!' "'Coco, he's in there!' Willie cried. The doorknob turns. "'But the door doesn't open!' Maria shouted. Lightning flashed, and Willie saw how wet they were getting. "'Push hard!' Chris said. "'Maybe it's just stuck!' Chris and Maria leaned against the door, and Willie pushed with his hands. The door moved slowly, then pushed open with a whoosh. A gray blur of fur leaped from the dark of the doorway into Willie's lap. It was Coco. Oh, Coco, I'm so glad to see you. Willie hugged Coco with all his might. I'm so sorry, Coco. I promise I'll never hurt you again. See, your prayer did get answered, even if it took a little while, Chris said. Now let's get out of this rain and go home. Lightning split the sky again. Instead of thunder, however, Willie heard a high-pitched scream. Willie and Chris turned and looked at Maria. She stood pointing at an old house next door. Someone is over there. I saw a man by that house. Lightning flashed again, and Willie saw him too. Like a dark shadow, a tall man stood on the dark porch, and he was staring at them. you have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book two the case of the secret code written by glenn robinson edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association
7: if
0: you're
6: interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955
0: children come
2: children's bible journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life
6: Talk Radio at lifetalk.net